one thing I would really, really advise as well, and it's key in this industry, is get some form of experience. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fresh Start Podcast, a show where we share success principles, explore the stories, experiences, and journey of real people in order to provide newcomers with strategies to succeed. My name is David Ojenga. On today's episode, I'll be talking to Daniela Odessa, who is the director of Page Social at Page Zero Media. On today's episode, Daniela shared how to find a career you're passionate about how to avoid the comparison trap, and much more. Please help me in welcoming Daniela Odessa. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Daniela. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. There's a reason behind every decision to migrate. Can you tell us your own decision? What led you to move into the quote-unquote greener pasture called Canada? Yes. Um, well, I, I moved here with my family when I was 14 years old. So I was a little younger. And um, I didn't, you know, to answer the question, I really didn't have much say in the decision. And a lot of younger, you know, children don't have the say, don't have a say when, they're, when their parents decide to relocate. Um, I did, I do from a very tender age, I was completely enamored with traveling, life overseas, you know, in my younger years, I, we got to vacation overseas every now and then, and I, I was so in love with it, it would be all I could talk about. My parents knew I had a passion for it, so I don't think, I don't think it had an impact in their decision for us to move here, but maybe it did, maybe they just realized that, you know, our kids would, would also really love um, living overseas. Um, but no, the decision was theirs. And, and I think that, that it came really down to uh, wanting us to have access to good education and an overall better quality of life. Looking at your background, you studied criminology and um, you're now in marketing. What led you to study criminology, one? And how was university days like? Uh, so university, I think, is where the uncertainty kind of started to creep in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really, in terms of, as I started to get older, when I thought of what I wanted out of life, I didn't really have this grand plan. I wasn't one of those students who did so particularly well in one, in one area or the other, that mm-hmm. it was obvious what I should do with the rest of my life. I didn't have that. All I knew was that I wanted to, I didn't want to disappoint my parents. I wanted to make them proud. I knew they'd made a lot of sacrifices. And I, I, I wanted to be a symbol of hope for them. I just mm-hmm. didn't have a plan. So when it was time to go to university, I looked at all the courses I'd done in high school. I looked at what I, I enjoyed. And I also looked at what my Nigerian parents would be okay with. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually initially ended up go, getting into school for business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's not, that's not on my resume or anything, but I started in school with business. Mm-hmm. And by the end of my first year of business, I, I was not liking it. I mm-hmm. was not enjoying it. I was struggling with some major courses, despite trying really hard in my classes. And I just knew that, okay, this is not, this is not it. I cannot continue to, you know, 
basically almost fail my way through school. I need to do something else that mm-hmm. I will actually enjoy. So I looked around and uh, I spoke to an academic counselor and, you know, did some, some, some testing and they pointed me in the social sciences direction and said, Hey, you know, we have, we have a few programs that you can do really well at. You seem to be, you seem to really gravitate well to the social sciences. And that's how criminology came around. Um, I, I read up on the, on the program. It seemed to be really interesting, a really interesting subject matter. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, I can do this and then I can go to law school after because that was, those were the options. If you were mm-hmm. going to do criminology, you're either coming out and becoming a police officer, mm-hmm. which that was out of the question for me, um, or you're going to go to law school or become uh, working social services. Mm-hmm. So I told, my, I told my parents and I told myself, that I was going to finish finish criminology and go to law school. Mm-hmm. Again, still not being very certain, just going, just moving, basically, just making progress. Um, and then I finished from university, and the time came to apply to law school, you know, study for the LSATs, and I, I, I just had zero motivation to do so. I did mm-hmm. not want to do so. And it was, it wasn't just a passive, I don't want to, I don't feel like it. it was like, I actively do not want to do this. I, mm-hmm. I, I would rather do anything else right now than do that. And I knew that law school, law school is a huge commitment. You don't go in there feeling lukewarm about it. You don't mm-hmm. go in there. I mean, it's a lot of money mm-hmm. and it's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So I decided to just work for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I finished school. I had my degree you know, my naive self thinking, oh, you can get like a really fantastic job. You have your bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and I decided to just work and I told myself, I'll give myself a year. And if within a year, I, I don't really know what's next for me, nothing is becoming clear, mm-hmm. then let's go back to the law school. Let's, let's give that another consideration. Mm-hmm. And, and that was what I told my parents and bless their hearts. <laughs> they, 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 they were okay with it too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was during that year of working that marketing kind of came into the fold for me. I first of all started out working as a waiter at a Vietnamese restaurant. This was a job I kept through university as a part-time job. Mm-hmm. And then I moved on from there to working in a call center where I was taking surveys on the phone with people, calling people in and, and you know administering surveys on the phone. I moved on from there Actually, within the same company. I started analyzing surveys, um, the structure of surveys. Mm-hmm. And then I finally moved on from there all within the span of a year, which, which shows you how much move, moving I was doing. Um, I finally moved on from there to a job where I was um, doing social media community support, social mm-hmm. media community management. Um, and I actually got that job, thankfully, because of the experience I'd had in university. Um, university, I tried to get involved in extracurricular activities, and I, I had roles where I was being, I was basically managing social media mm-hmm. on behalf of the different organizations I was working with. Mm-hmm. So that that helped me land this job. And I think this was the first job I, first of all, it was the first job I had that helped me and made me <laughs> a little bit more than minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And it was also the first job I had that I, I felt was the right move mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember I remember starting the job and feeling like, okay, this I've made a good move here. Mm-hmm. I liked the work I was doing. I was very keen on social media and, and you know working with it professionally. 
and I loved my coworkers as well. And it was actually in getting to know my coworkers that a coworker of mine told me about this program at a, a college um, mm. in London, Ontario, which is where I went for university and worked uh, that, that did a marketing management for graduates of university. So mm. someone mm. like me who has graduated and is looking to, you know, break into a career. Mm-hmm. And and that, that the rest of that was history. I, I I did that program and somehow I I, I ended up here. Wow. Oh, it's been a long winded journey, but yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit about some some of the things you mentioned. Because sometimes we can compare ourselves to other people. Maybe you had friends in university and you know you guys were going in the same direction, but at some point you deviated and said you know what, I want to do something I'm really passionate about, right? Because even you falling into marketing from what you just shared with us now, it was accidental. It wasn't like deliberately planned. So when you graduated from university and did you, did you at some point um, get, get, did you at some point get carried away with comparing yourself to some of your peers in university or friends and how did you get if yes how did you get out of that road and what has helped you so far that's a that's a very good question um i would say absolutely uh i I went to school with some really really bright smart sharp people Mm -hmm. you know and they became friends as well and you know, a lot of them right outside of school, they, they'd gone to school for business, they'd done business school and everything. And right, right away, they were getting these amazing jobs. And here I was working in a restaurant serving, mm. you know, mm. I, I did finish with a degree in criminology. So it's not like there's a lot of great career opportunities right after you finish from, from criminology. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, I think there, there was definitely that there was when I, when I was still working as a server, when I was working in the call center and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. even though they were not the most glamorous of jobs, mm-hmm. I, I do remember, you know, seeing people's accomplishments on LinkedIn or seeing, you know, what they were accomplishing in life and, and feeling a bit inferior. I do mm-hmm. remember comparing myself and, and feeling like, what are you doing? You know, you don't have a plan. You are abandoning what you said you were going to do. There, there mm-hmm. was all of that. But then when it came down to it, there was also, I, 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 started, I started looking at things a little differently. Mm-hmm. I, I was working, here I was, this girl who had moved to Canada all about seven, eight years ago. I am still in contact with my friends back home and family back home. And I, here I was working a minimum wage job but still making a livable enough wage to have a roof over my head, to have food on my table. I didn't have to, I just, at this time, I wasn't even living at home with my family. I was still in, in London, Ontario. Mm-hmm. I had roommates, I had friends who I cared about, who I saw often. My life still felt pretty balanced, even though the whole career picture wasn't so bright. I, I, I just, I, even though it, it was quite mundane, you know, this is a mundane, normal experience for people from here mm-hmm. who, oh, and they probably have to work a few minimum wage jobs before they can land a good job. It's not, to me, it was quite magical because I'm looking back to where I'm coming from and the youth back home don't experience this. There aren't mm-hmm. that many opportunities mm-hmm. for people to have, 
you know, part-time jobs or even like entry-level jobs that mm -hmm. would pay them enough to still have their own roof over their heads, food mm -hmm. on their table. Like I was, I was talking to people back home and I was just realizing that this is not the same experience. So it, it was a mundane thing for people here. And obviously there were people who were accomplishing much more than I was accomplishing at that time. But for me, it was still quite magical because, mm -hmm. you know, here I, I, I was lucky enough to be in a society where I could survive and I had a, I still had a decent enough life. So I think doing, looking at things from that picture just helped me forget about all of the, everybody's there accomplishing their things and I'm happy for them. I'm, I'm, but also I'm, I'm not, I'm not counting myself out yet. I'm, I'm lucky to be where I am. There is magic even in the, and even in the mundane here. And I can still, this is not the end of my story. I still have an opportunity to keep writing my story. So I, I think that that definitely helped me get rid of all the comparison. I mean, it comes up from time to time, but at least it doesn't hold me back. Mm, thank you so much for that. Yeah, you, you're right, because there are times when we feel that, you know, maybe I'm falling, I'm falling behind or, you know, my friends are doing way better than me. Now, let's talk about your journey into, your journey into marketing. You, you said earlier that you were doing it was an accidental career, if, if that's the right word, and pardon me to, to use that word. You know, it was something that happened as a result of something you were doing and somebody saw that and the person said, have you considered doing, you know, something like this? When that person told you that, some people might have thought, you know what, maybe I shouldn't, I shouldn't go to school. I should just, you know, keep doing this, polish this, this skill set. And then hopefully something will happen. Why did you go back to school? So mm -hmm. tell, take us through your journey. Well, I, I I knew that it would be best for me to go to school for it, because from what from the research I'd done about this, you know, the schooling, the program that I was considering as well, it was a very very good program with professors who already had careers in the industry. Um, in fact, you know, I think the program was one of the first in North America, if not the first in North America, to academically teach a Google marketing course. Um, so it had a lot going for it. And I just knew that if I tried to go at this thing on my own somewhere else, either I will not keep up with it as consistently as I should, because mm -hmm. I know myself, mm -hmm. um, or I just won't learn the way I ought to when mm -hmm. I can actually learn from someone who's been in the industry, who I will get face-to-face -face time with. I can ask them questions. All of that was, was very exciting for me. And I also, you know, I also like school. I didn't completely despise school. So I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't too hard for me to make the decision to go back. Mm -hmm. So when I did go back, um, I, I think I'd completely left to that, all of the shyness of being in, you know, high school and my early year of university went out the door. I knew mm -hmm. that I was there at this point to get a career, finish, graduate, get a good job. Mm -hmm. So I took every opportunity there was to mm -hmm. get the most out of that program. Mm -hmm. I asked questions in class. I was not shy about it. I, I got to know my professors. I got to speak with them after class. If I had any questions, I got to know them, got, got to uh, ask them questions after class. Sorry, speaking in circles there. And the program also had opportunities that let you work with real life businesses. Mm -hmm. This was very different from what I'd experienced at university. 
university I felt was very theory based. I was learning a lot of theory, writing a lot of papers, doing some presentations, but I wasn't getting any, how do you actually put this into real life? How do you incorporate this into real life? Mm-hmm. In this program, I got that 110%. Mm-hmm. A lot of the courses that we had, so I, for example, I had a nonprofit and event marketing class. Mm-hmm. The final project for that class was to put together a marketing plan for a nonprofit event for an actual real client, mm-hmm. an actual real nonprofit company within London, Ontario. Mm-hmm. I'd never gone to do anything like that before. You know, we had a, a Google ads, Google marketing class where we were actually spending real money for a real client advertising their products and their services online. Mm-hmm. The community consultancy where I got paired directly with a company and I was in charge of all of your digital marketing needs for four months. Mm-hmm. That was experience that was completely invaluable and every opportunity that made itself clear to me, I jumped at it. Every, I was, I was emailing all of my professors, whatever was available, I was jumping at. And I think that really, really helped me out. When the time came to start looking for jobs and applying for jobs, that helped me out big time. I had references from, from, from the clients I'd worked with. I had references from my professors. Those things were things that I would never have gravitated to when I was in university. I didn't, I didn't prioritize that in university. I was just trying to graduate, get a good grade, and that was that. My mindset had changed. And, mm-hmm. and something else is along with my mindset. I think after I finished university, I, I realized that, yes, I want to make my parents proud, but I also need to make me proud. Mm-hmm. So that, that actually in a lot of ways became a priority for me is I need to make myself proud. I need to feel like the work I'm doing is good enough for where I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm. So when I was, when I went to college, it was a very different approach, a very different ball game. Um, and I just, I gave it my all and I would say it paid off for me. Great. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. And tell us how you landed your first job after your marketing program. Yeah, so, so towards the end of the marketing program, it was just a one-year program, eight months. Toward the end, um, one thing that our professors you know, were really helpful with was they had a lot of connections in the industry as well. So anytime they knew people who were hiring, they would you know, let students know these are opportunities that are available. Not every student is, is keen to get hired right away, I guess. But you know, I remember I had a, a core few friends who we, we kind of were applying for everything that seemed good. Um, so the opportunity at my present company, Page Zero Media, presented itself through one of my dear professors. She's just kind of like a mentor to me at this point. Um, and she, she, she reached out and she said, hey, you know, this company, they, they are a small company. They're, they are a bit more niche, but they, 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 they hire people who are good. And I would like to put you in touch with them. And that was how I got the opportunity to interview at Page Zero Media. That was what eventually actually landed me my job. Outside of that, I was always applying to whatever opportunity presented itself. And I got a few interviews, a few different places, but I eventually went with Page Zero Media because it was closer to home. And it also had a very good reputation for how long it's been in the industry. Fantastic, fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. So you've told us about the good things, the interesting things, but you've not spoken about some unpleasant things about yourself. So we'd love to hear it. Tell us about some mistakes you've made or a mistake you've made 
what you how you corrected the mistake what and what you learned from the mistake i made some mistakes along the way but i will speak to one that was that's a bit more fresh in my mind um so after i've been working as a paid media when i started at pager i was a paid media specialist um, after I've been working for a few years there, I I decided, okay, you know, it's time for me to challenge myself, take it to the next level, make, you know, make even more money. You know, you, you there are those financial goals you have as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want, you know, a better title and everything. And um, that presented itself in a position that showed up not too long after I started, you know, the job search and I accepted it. And I will say the biggest mistake I realized was that I conflated having more money and a better job title with career success. Mm-hmm. I started this job and I can almost say that from within the first week or two, my spirit did not feel okay. I, I, I wasn't... I, I didn't feel like I was accomplishing anything. I didn't feel like I was working all the time. I mean, barely sleeping, feeling very stressed out. And I was doing a lot of work and I was actually getting a lot of pats on the back for the work that I was doing. Mm-hmm. But it, I didn't feel internally, I just didn't feel at peace. It, things did not feel right. Mm-hmm. And that went on for some time until I, I, you know, like I said, I spend a lot of time with myself and I, and I you know, reflect quite often, journal and everything. And I just realized I couldn't keep it up. It was not sustainable. The work wasn't fulfilling me. Despite the fact that I was doing a lot, I felt like I wasn't doing enough. I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't fulfilled. And even the money that was coming with it, which, you know, you move here and you want to make it big. You want to make good money. You want to buy a nice house. And when you get a job that gives you a certain amount of money, it feels like, yes, I'm on the right track. The money didn't even feel right. I would get my paycheck and I, I didn't even feel any emotion, really. Mm. It was it was a tough it was a tough few months. It was it was quite tough mentally. And no amount of money, one thing I learned is no amount of money is going to buy you that mental peace, none whatsoever. Mm. So at that time I decided, okay, I need to I need to switch tracks. I I I, I ended up somewhere I shouldn't be. I need to find somewhere else. And um, it was a bit shameful because I'd only been there for a few months and I'd, ne- I'd never been at a position or at a company for that, you know, short of a time. And I'm already considering jumping ship. It was, I felt a little embarrassed. I'm mm. not going to lie uh, to, to say, I just started this and I can't, I, I, I can't keep going anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt I, I dealt with feelings of like, are you, are you admitting to failing? Mm-hmm. What is going on? Um, yeah, it was, it was not, it was not an easy few months, but when I decided it was time for me to leave, I did what, you know, I I had done in the past and and I reached out to the people I knew, my network, you know, reached out to old friends, Mm -hmm. reached out to, you know, even professors and, and, you know, said, this is, I kind of, this is where I find myself and I, and I can't do this anymore. So, so Mm -hmm. what, what, what's going on? What should I do? I'm listening to it. I want some advice, anything I can, I can learn. And it was in doing so that an opportunity to teach became available to me. I was speaking with an old professor and, you know, there, there, there is, there is a reason why, you know, people want 
jobs that help them impact the lives of other people. It is personally fulfilling. And even though you're doing a lot of work, even though it's a lot of work to, 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 to do so, at least you're getting this sense of fulfillment afterwards and that you're making a difference. Um, and that was another key thing that I learned was that that, that was something I, I would want to be a part of my career moving forward mm-hmm. is, is that. Um, and while I was, you know, putting out those fillers, uh, my, my previous company actually reached out to me and they, they wanted me back, thankfully. And, you know, they, they made an offer that was, that was difficult to resist. Um, and I ended up back at, at Page Zero Media. I was I was incredibly fortunate. I will say this: incredibly fortunate to have that opportunity. I do not take it for granted at all. Um, but I, I think that that was also a result of you know the network that I built, the trust I built with my coworkers and senior management before I left. That I could leave the company, and within a few months, they were already you know ready to have me back and making an offer. Um, a respectable offer that, that was hard to resist. Again, it, it comes down to knowing yourself, trusting in yourself and your abilities and trusting your track record. And I think a lot of people do not develop that with themselves early on. So when they mm-hmm. find themselves in situations like this, it's hard to bet on themselves and just move on. What advice would you give to someone trying to pursue a career similar to yours? Um, well, I'll, I'll say what I did, you know, is, is if you're trying to break into marketing, get educated. It doesn't have to be in a school. I chose to go to a school because I know myself and I knew that I would probably learn best in that kind of environment. Mm-hmm. But if you are the type of person who doesn't need that, you don't have to go back to school. There are a lot of opportunities, a lot of learning centers online where you can learn a lot about digital marketing. So I would say, start learning about it. That's mm-hmm. the first thing is, and then, grow your industry connections Hmm. try to get to know people who are in the industry Hmm. and follow them on twitter follow them on linkedin you know engage with content that reflects the industry you want to get into which is Hmm. digital marketing you know it's it's helps because eventually when people are you know looking up your name before a job interview they can see okay this person actually does engage with material from this industry mm-hmm. uh, they seem to know what is going on in the industry and, and it helps boost their confidence in speaking with you and potentially hiring you mm-hmm. um one thing i would really really advise as well and it's key in this industry is get some form of experience for me that came in when i was in that program doing all of the different marketing initiatives for the different clients that i had mm-hmm. For people who do not necessarily go to a school like that or choose not to take advantage of those programs, mm-hmm. you might have a relative, you might have a friend who has a business and wants some marketing help. Use that. Even if you're doing it for free, use that to build a portfolio. It'll mm-hmm. help you when you start then looking for jobs, you can actually practically speak to the things you've done to help to, to the things you've done within marketing whether that be for a friend, for a family member, it doesn't really matter. Just as long as you can say, I've done A, B, C, D, and E um, in actual real life with actual real client dollars, it can help you. It can take you a long way, you know, once you initially start interviewing. Mm. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for that advice. Mm -hmm. What is one myth about your industry or profession that you would like to debunk? 
Uh, okay, so one that I keep coming across over and over again um, is this idea that in order for you to be a digital, a good digital marketer, you need to be able to do everything in digital marketing. Digital marketing is wide. There are so many different parts and niches to it. So I'm right now at PageZero, I am the director of paid social. So I do paid social advertising, which is advertising that takes place on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, the whole nine. But there are people who specialize in, you know, web design and optimization. There are people who specialize in search engine marketing, people specializing in content marketing. Digital marketing is wide and it's varied. So for anybody who might be looking from the outside in and saying, I can't do digital marketing because I don't know how to be the website, or I can't do digital marketing because I don't know how to create nice emails. That's not all there is. You don't have to be a jack of all trades to be a good digital marketer. There are actually different areas that can call to your strengths, um, that can call to some of the transferable skills you already have wherever you're working right now, and that you can use in the industry and achieve you know, significant levels of success, I would say. Thank you so much for that. So speaking of people, how can people build their network? Um, well, I, I, I find that I actually started building my network without even knowing I was doing so. Mm -hmm. So um, right from early on, any job that I did, I, mm -hmm. I made sure I did a good job at it. And um, that also definitely helped me out with my managers. I, I, I started building network, networks before I even knew what network building was about. I wasn't taught anything about it when I was in university. Um, so for me, definitely just being good at my job helped me with that. But then beyond that, it was joining different organizations. So university I was in, I joined, I was in the African Students Association in my first year. In my second year, I became the vice president of events. And then in the third year, I was president. So I got to know a, a, a lot of people. It helped me out with socializing and speaking, mm -hmm. all of that. It helped me grow my network while I was being in those extracurricular activities and doing those, you meet a lot of people you know, you keep in touch with them however you can, whether that be on LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever. That was in my undergrad years. When I finished undergrad, it then became more intentional. I had to become more intentional about my networking and meeting people. So mm -hmm. volunteering, um, you know, doing what I did where I took advantage of like school programs and I was meeting um, business owners from my, you know, my different programs that I was in. That also helped me build my network, um, you know, knowing professors who were in the industry who could connect me with one person or another like at every step of the way i was building my network it doesn't have to be this huge task i think people think about network building and they think you need to be so there needs to be this like system to it that's, that's not that was not necessarily my experience it, it, it happened quite organically um and again you know i'm not working in like an rbc or a really huge you know, company where there's so many people, it's just naturally, I've just built it over time. Mm. All right. So what advice would you give to a young immigrant who is also trying to find, navigate their own journey, who is probably in high school, university, college, trying to, and they are to fix, they don't, they're thinking, okay, what next after this? What advice do you have for them? I will say, get involved. 100% get involved do not no one is able to accomplish anything 
on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also be, it also is the same when it comes to figuring out your career and your career path, especially if you are feeling unsure, if you don't have this, you know, the well-defined plan. You know, sometimes sometimes you 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 might even have a plan and you're going on it and it's just not working out, then you have to switch gears. Getting involved, meeting people, talking to people, um, you know, having informational interviews with any with people who are in fields that interest you, even if it's something that you've just had, you know, an inkling towards or a feeling for, it it, it helps to just get involved, talk to people, learn about them, learn about what they do. Um, I think it, for me, it provided it provided quite some clarity. You know, when I was not sure of what I wanted to do, and someone said, "Hey, like." you know, this is my story, this is what I did, and maybe you should check it out. I would, I would recommend get involved, get to know people. That, that is going to be a great, great resource for you um, at a young age. And, and don't count yourself out too early. Do not count yourself out too early. You know, um, I think with, especially younger immigrants, mm-hmm. you know, we come in and perhaps we're not seeing people in fields that interest us people that look like us and fields that interest us mm-hmm. you know we 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 are maybe working at a company where all of senior management you know might be white <laughs> um or all of senior management might be male and you know it's it can be a bit it can be a bit discouraging i'm, I'm not going to lie but i i would say don't count yourself out too early and it's why i'm really happy to see the push towards diversity because you know representation matters and not just representation visible representation at every level you know it's, it's a good thing like now that i'm teaching I'm, I'm getting to show you know class students who are who are like me at one point that you know it's possible for me to get to where i am and do what i do and come back and even teach mm-hmm. it's, it's important for people to see that it's important for the young adults to you know the guests who come on your podcast for example and talk about their experience Mm -hmm. so you know i would say look look forward to people who who are like that who can be inspirational for you in that way and don't count yourself out don't count yourself out too early just because you don't have a plan doesn't mean that things aren't things won't work out um and i know it's it's easy to fall into that way of thinking Uh, Mm -hmm. so count yourself out and just keep keep doing what you're doing keep working, keep getting to know people and something will become more clear eventually. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for, for that. Is there any other thing you would like to add? Um, I know I've spoken a lot about the, the younger immigrant experience mm-hmm. uh, because that's, that, that's, that's my experience. But I, I also have you know friends and relatives who are older and who mm-hmm. also migrated here. And I think something I noticed that might that could have hurt them in some ways when it came to their migration here and their careers here. Mm-hmm. I found that a lot of the older people in my life, they were they 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 rejected and avoided entry level jobs for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. Like and and I get and I understand it. It's completely it's it can be devastating to have built your career to a certain point. And then you move somewhere else where they say, hey, we want you to come here because you have skills that we need. Mm -hmm. And yet you come and it seems like nobody wants to hire you for those skills. It can Mm -hmm. be it can be quite devastating. And the the idea of having to start over, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to hear that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I do now after 
going to school and working those entry-level jobs and everything, I, I do see the value in it. I think it's, it's important to come in and learn those, you know, Canada has a very unique work culture. Mm-hmm. And when you come from somewhere else where the work culture is not the same, it might not be such a bad idea to learn about the work culture and environments and settings that will be more forgiving when you make mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when you say the wrong thing or you're not, you're, 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 you're not, you know, pulling your weight the way you ought to, mm-hmm. as opposed to coming in and, you know, maybe getting that dream job right away and then mm-hmm. finding that you can't actually sustain it because there's still so much learning that you need to do. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, like I, I noticed that a lot of older immigrants, they, they can be so, it can be, it can be, de- it can be quite depressing mm-hmm. and, and I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I would say, you know, it's a mindset thing. It's, you know, coming in and just saying, if I have to work, you know, an entry-level job for a few years, trust me, the skills that you've had before, they will still come into play. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you will get hired to do the jobs that you want to do, as long as you have the drive, which, you know, usually Africans are not lacking in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just come in and try to get those soft skills at first, that those, those entry-level jobs, customer service, sales, they give that to you. They 110% give that to you. And when you then get to that next stage in your mm-hmm. career, you're mm-hmm. better prepared for it as opposed to just landing and, and getting that dream job right away. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you for your support. Thank you for sharing your story. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today and getting to tell a bit of my story. Thank you. All right. So I will stop recording now and... Um... Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Fresh Start. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with someone you know and love. Please go ahead and subscribe on any platform you listen to your podcast. And also please take a moment to leave us a review because that would help us to reach more audience. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at freshstartorb. If you know any newcomer you think would be a good fit to interview for the podcast, we'd like to hear from you please go to www.thefreshstartup.com to nominate someone. We appreciate you and remember, no matter how hard the past is, you can always begin again. Take care and have a great week.